Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the program, and it is show number 191. Happy to be live here on Facebook, proud member of the Education Podcast Network, as well as Voice Ed Radio Canada, or wherever you are listening or watching, uh, excited to be on show number 191. I love my guests. I love meeting new people, but it's always special when you have an award-winning principal on, right? It's like, wow, you got the best of the best here. Today, we are going to meet Jen Halter. Jen is the 2021 Principal of the Year uh, in Florida, um, and I'm excited to meet Jen and talk with Jen, right? Being an award-winning principal is one thing. Being an award-winning principal during a pandemic is even uh, something greater, so we are going to meet Jen uh, from Florida here in a moment. Um, happy to be rolling show number 191. I uh, want to thank today's sponsor of the program, Havsies Cookies. If you haven't tasted them yet, check them out, HavsiesCookies.com. That discount code is Marotta15, M-A-R-O-T-T-A, 15 for your discount. Uh, that is a small business up here in New York. They vacuum ship. So if you're watching from Florida and you want to order them, they vacuum seal and ship down there. They're fresh. They're incredible. And yes, they are half cookies uh, for you. So use that discount code Marada15, and we thank them for sponsoring today's program. Let's get rolling. Uh, I am an experienced principal, and I'm in a new setting. I'm in Port Jervis Middle School. I was the high school principal for many years, and now I'm a middle school principal. And Jen is an experienced principal and she's in a new school this year so i'm going to ask her about that about being experienced but being in a new setting what does it look like what does it feel like what are some different things uh that that you're going through right people are getting to know you in your new role and you're getting to know them um i like it that it's a it's a fresh start it's a different scene um but I have experience, right? Kids are kids no matter where you are. Um, but it also kind of refreshes you with some things, maybe sharpens your saw a little bit that you're in that new setting. Um, but I think it's an advantage to have experience, but also be in a new setting. Um, and a lot of people are new in their roles now, right? Uh, a lot of times it's going from assistant principal to principal, right? And they haven't been there. But when you've been an experienced principal and now you're at a different setting, you have a chance to do some things differently. You have a chance to uh, maybe correct maybe some of the mistakes or maybe not the best decisions you made at your first school. And uh, so I'm blessed to do that. But I'm going to ask Jen about that. Enough of me talking. Let's bring Jen uh, in the show here and welcome her to Education Leadership Beyond. Jen, welcome. Hey, so excited to be here. Nice to uh, have you on. I know I goofed on our first appointment uh, way <laughs> last year, but we have the award-winning principal from Florida 2021. Uh, Jen, welcome to the program. It's great to see you. How are you? I'm great. Great. Good. And you're in your first year now at Clay High School. Jen, what did you think about that opening concept about being an experienced principal, but also being kind of in a new setting? It's so true. So I was a principal at Green Cove Junior 
for six years. And before that was an AP and the vice principal there for two years. So I was there for eight years at the same school. Um, So I was ready for a change and a new challenge, but also was, um, yeah, it's, it is, I'm learning new things coming to a different school. And even though this high school is only a mile and a half up the road from the junior high I led. So I knew a lot of the families and the, and I know the community, um, but it was still, it, it was still an adjustment, which is, I think, important for leaders to to have and to learn and grow through. So, yeah, make those adaptations. If you're watching live, feel free to jump in. Uh, Christy McGowan Gomez is giving you a nice shout out there, uh, Jen, about being a great leader. And speaking of being a great leader, you are the 2021 Principal of the Year in Florida. <laughs> Congratulations. What was that like for you, Jen? It was really exciting. Um, it's very humbling. There's a lot of great leaders um, in the things that I do, working with the Florida Association of School Principals, um, with FASA, where I met you at the conference this summer. Um, being in a lot of rooms with a lot of great leaders throughout the state, doing some state work, um, it was very humbling to be chosen among peers where we're all working really hard. And I believe that leadership, we all learn from each other. So there's nothing that I invented or did that I haven't learned from someone else. So um, it's an honor to represent principals and to just continue to be a voice for administrators and kids. Yeah. And how about your family, right? Did did mom not have to do any like household chores leading up here? Did mom kind of <laughs> get a vacation? What, uh, uh, you know, what did that mean for you and your family? So um, my, I come from a line of some educators. My dad actually just popped on. That's Chris Pryor. He was nice. a principal and a teacher. Um, I, my aunts are, are educators. I'm married to a teacher. So um, it's been great for my immediate family. We have two daughters who I think it's very important for them to see strong women leaders and to also see the support that surrounds leaders. Um, at a conference one time where they actually made the spouses of the principals and administrators stand up and they cheered them on and said thank you and it's so true because i can't do what i do without the support of my husband and my family uh because there's a lot of late nights there's a lot of things that we you know sometimes we don't always give our best to our our people you know being a principal you come home and you're exhausted and uh Sometimes you don't even want to unpack that day with them, right? So uh, it's very important, and I think it's important for us as leaders to say thank you to that because we need that support to continue to do the things we do. Awesome, and kudos to your family. And, Dad, congratulations to you. If you want to ask your daughter a tough tough questions, put it up there, and we'll, and we'll get it to her. Uh, and if you want to reveal any secrets that she doesn't want you to do on a worldwide podcast, feel free to do that too, Dad. Um, but Jen, I, I know the answers, right? I know it's a team effort. I know it was the school and your people and all of that, right? But I want to know like some specifics, Jen, really, you, you led some great charges, you led some great initiatives. So what were some of the specifics that you think helped you win that award? So, um, the couple things when you look at your school and you see what the needs are, one of the things I noticed was uh, parent voice. There was a lack of parent voice mm-hmm. um, with my community. And so I started a parent volunteer organization, which is basically a PTA without paying the dues. <laughs> you name it something else. So we got this group together and just listened to the parents. As a parent myself, I want to know 
what do parents need? Just even having them tell me, how could I run open house better? What were they were their concerns? Um, how can I make sure that we calm as you run a middle school now? They're scared to send their kids to middle school. So what can I do to calm that transition for the parents as well as the, as the kids? Um, another thing is I noticed one of the feeder schools to my school is a Title I school and was currently in state correction. It was oh, wow. a D feeder school. And so we're an A school that continued to grow in student achievement every single year. But we had 100 kids coming from that school that were level ones in both reading and math. So they were extremely deficient. And it's not their fault. But we have to think of ways differently to meet kids' needs. And so we got the staff together. It's an amazing staff at Green Cove Junior. And I put the numbers up and said, all right, we've done the same thing for years and years with the, getting the same results. And they're different kids. So it's probably us, right? Probably the way we do things. So how do we fix it, fix this system so that we are providing supports for kids while they're in front of us? Because these aren't the kids that are going to stay for tutoring, right? Mm -hmm. After school. So we did an in-school in intervention and we targeted math where we specifically placed kids based off their data for what they needed help in. So if you had a kid who did not know times tables and they're staring at you in seventh grade, that's where we meet the math. So we had classes set up strategically to build those those blocks so that they could learn the skills that then led them to that grade level standard. And doing that for three years, we started to close that achievement gap with kids. And it's because we provided strategic intervention and even kids that didn't need help in math, they then went to a reading intervention. And I sent a letter home to parents that just told them everybody's working on something. Mm -hmm. I'm working on something. Everybody's working on something. So this is the time once a week for an hour that we're going to meet those needs in ways that we know they're not going to stay for tutoring or come in early. And so we, my teachers worked really, really hard, but we met kids in ways that we hadn't before. And I think that's part of our system is that we've got to look at things differently and find ways that we can meet kids' needs. And when you do that, you see amazing results. Good for you. That sounds like an amazing uh, thing that you did there. And kudos to you and the staff there uh, for doing that. Jen, you, you came uh, from a, a line of principals. Your father was a principal and a principal supervisor, and he's watching now. What were some of the things that you took from your father and now you're doing as a school leader yourself? Well, my dad is very funny. And uh, he's, you know, he's got the dad jokes, I'm sure. I'm sure you've heard some dad jokes in your day, but um, he he did a newsletter and uh, I learned that from the principal I worked at before him as well. They do a newsletter. And so instead of wasting faculty meetings, you do a newsletter every week. And part of it is I put in some jokes in there so that the staff, they're at the bottom. So they actually have to read the whole thing to get something, but uh, <laughs> enjoyable. Um, but so just listening to your people, taking care of your people. My dad is a big musician. And so um, I know that he's always going to ask me about band. Uh, he, he remember one time he came to a football game and first thing he noticed was the trumpet or the, the tuba was old. And I'm like, dad, a tuba costs six grand. He's like, I don't care, figure it out. So he always is looking at ways. He's, it's a fresh set of eyes when he walks a building with me to see what can I continually uh, work on fixing. Um, and he's great with scheduling. And so first thing when I got a high school this summer was I brought him in to help me look at the schedule in ways that um, I had done scheduling for years, but now a little bigger of a 
of a, you know, you ran a high school. So just him helping me understand what do you need to change and what do you leave alone? And so, um, yeah, that's great. He helps a lot. And uh, sometimes he tells me, do that differently next time. And sometimes he tells me I did an okay job. So. <laughs> Uh, notice she said, okay, John. Never <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, Jen, how about outside of school, right? To be to do this job and do it well, you have to take care of yourself. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You have a young family. Um, what were some of the things, maybe advice that he gave you to take care of yourself and your personal life outside of school? <laughs> um, so he actually tells my husband to take care of me. So that's, mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. Cause he does, he does tell him how hard this job is and to help understand that when there's, when I need downtime and just to support that. And, um, you know, I think part of it is I, I don't like to rest or sit still. And so a Sunday afternoon, just sitting, sitting there playing a game with the kids or just binging some TV shows, I have to say, tell myself it's okay to do that um, because you just need to turn it off sometimes. Um, I do a lot of walking and I'm a verbal processor. So sometimes it's if I can share it with my husband who's not, he's in the school system. So there's some things I can't share with him. Um, but just walking and processing and talking through some things is is a huge help. So um, it's hard to turn it off, isn't it? It's hard to It's hard to relax. Oh, yeah. Well, you're all you're all in, right? You're thinking about it all the time, and you're invested, and that's why you're an award-winning principal. <laughs> I think the walking is a great technique. Uh, I do a lot of voice memos uh, that way. I wrote half the book talking to text. Oh, but yeah, just to, to help process it. But I don't think that's a bad thing, right? I got ADD. It's a superpower, not a disability, and I try to use that to help to help do a great job. You know. Um, but good for you and good for your dad to be that support for you. Uh, Jen, you're in a new setting this year. We spoke a little bit about that. What are some of the things that maybe you are doing a little bit different in your new setting? So um, so I've this school is, a, is the original Clay High School for Clay wow. County, the original high school. And so coming in, I knew that there were a lot of traditions, are a lot of traditions here. And one of the things is to just sit back and listen. Um, having come from the last school, I was assistant principal, knew and was part of the work in moving that school along. Here I'm walking in as the new person. And the, the also a dynamic is I'm the first principal at this school that did not come up through the ranks of teacher at the school. Mm. And so it's very um, important that I know that and that I value listening to mm -hmm. why do we do the things we do here? What's the importance? What's the story behind it? And be very careful about if the tradition needs to be tweaked a little bit because of things have changed in 50 years. I have to be very careful about talking to all the stakeholders, listening to everyone, and then weighing, is this truly something that does need to be changed and why? And then communicating that. Here's the data. Here's why we should tweak it. Here's what we should do instead. Here's, are you on board with that? Are you okay with it? And so, um, and also, you know, they, they talk about, I worked with a vice principal who was amazing, uh, Kristen Russo. She's a principal in the county now. And uh, she used to tell me, you're going to cash in some chips today, right? Like when you have to have those tough conversations with staff and you've worked on developing those relationships with them, 
when you have to have a tough conversation and say something like, we're going to need to tweak this tradition, you can cash those chips in. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm earning my chips right now. I'm developing relationships with people. And that's so important because they're not going to work for you and they're not going to buy into you until they know that you're all in with them. And so right now it's, I've been here six months. I feel like we're, I'm really making some great relationships with the staff. Um, and it's important to do. That's the number one thing. We're in the people business. So if you're not going to take time to do that, then, then I'm not in the right job. So it's kind of great. Yeah, great, great answer. Uh, somebody told me, Jen, again, I'm in a new setting also. Don't take down a wall that you don't know why it was built. Oh, that's a great quote. Yeah, I heard that. And then, you know, just trying to move slow and trying to understand why. But, uh, uh, yeah, good, good for you there listening. And that's not one of my strong points, but I'm working on it. <laughs> Jen, do you think you, you, you made the change, right? You felt that it was right time. Do you think principals have a shelf life in, in a school that they're at? Um, yes and no. So I think that principals can have a shelf life if they're not willing to learn and grow. Mm. So we have to continually adapt. Um, and I do think that principals can be moved to different schools. I think that they need new challenges sometimes. Um, but as far as a shelf life as in the role, only if they're refusing to continue to be lifelong learners and, and adapt to the way they need to lead. And, and as we, you know, the principal role 10 years ago is completely different than it is today. I mean, two years ago, before the pandemic, right? So we're continuing to adapt. And if you're not doing that as a leader, then that's your shelf life. Mm-hmm. Great answer. Uh, and again, if you're watching live, uh, Jen, you got a big audience here watching you. Uh, and it's exciting to have them join us. If you're watching live, you have a question or a comment for Jen, don't hesitate to put that in. Uh, Jen, you talked about listening. You mentioned the word support. How, how are you supporting your staff You know, through COVID fatigue? People mm-hmm. are just tired of it, right? And it's ramping up now again. It's like this deja vu, right? Like, how are you, how are you addressing COVID fatigue? So I think a lot of it is just listening again, but also just backing off. Um, we have, we have money on the table right now for tutoring and none of my teachers want to tutor. They're just tired and you have to say, okay, you just have to say, all right, you are at saturation. This is all you can handle this year. And I got it. And we have to also talk about grace. We want to give our students as much grace and we have to give grace to our teachers. And so when you have those conversations of, well, Bobby didn't turn anything in and he was out for 10 days for COVID and then he just didn't do anything. And then you have to have the conversation of, well, just because he's back doesn't mean he's fully ready to learn. We need to give him more time. And also, if you're feeling under the weather or you're just feeling tired or you're seeing that kids are not really doing their all, we give you grace too, right? So it's it's making sure you're modeling what you expect with your teachers so that they do what we expect for kids and continue to have those conversations. But yeah, just because they're COVID fatigue, I'm not sure when we're going to get out of this sucker. Um, but I think too, one of the things I noticed the other day, I was flipping through Facebook and um, there was a meme about 2022 has been a rough year. <laughs> 
and I thought to, and I said to a friend I was sitting next to, I said, it's like January 8th. It's funny, but what it's not helping is how are we messaging that? Are we embracing the fatigue and saying it's okay? And how can we message a more positive way to go? 2022 is going to be okay. It's going to be great. And what can we do to take care of each other instead of just being like, how are we going to get through this year? You know? So I think part of that is us helping the message. We can do this. We got it. We, you know, it's still here, but we're going to adapt and we're going to keep pushing through. Great message, Jen, and, and it's so important that the principal's voice is positive, is is bearing, is uh, is strong like that. So good for you with that message, Jen. How about your APs? Uh, you're new there. Uh, some of them might have been there already. Tell me about your leadership in, in leading the assistant principals. I have an amazing team. I actually have one on there right now. Lori Coburn's on here. Uh, Lori was a dean for me at Green Cove, and then I got her to come over to Clay with me. So she's one of my assistant principals. She's doing a great job. I yeah, we, amazing- call, we call that stealing up here in New York. Oh, well, I did yeah. steal her. I did <laughs> steal her. Um, and I admit that. She's awesome. Uh, she says, yeah, yeah, she, I did. Um, but she, I have... Uh, my vice principal has been here for 26 years at the same school. Oh, wow. Wow. And it's actually been really awesome because I, even today, said, well, what's the reason behind this decision that we do every single year? And he can tell me. Yeah. And so-and-so here who retired at this time did this, that, and the other. And this family lives down the street, does this, that, and that. And it's great because you have to have that voice. You have to have that person to say, here's the connections, here's the families, here's the reason why we do that. And they're going to be up here next week expecting to see xyz at the wrestling match and you know and so um and then i have an amazing dean who actually was a retired is a retired superintendent from ohio and it's great because he can i'll I'll debrief with him and go how did i run that meeting because he's done all the jobs and i think it's important that we value experience with our leaders they may come from all different backgrounds but just because he retired early you know was young moved up quickly He's still very valuable, and I really value having him help mentor me um, in in some ways because he's run four high schools, so wow. he can help me out. So, yeah. and then um, uh, Bonnie King is another AP. She's doing an excellent job. She's um, we just got the ACE program Cambridge. I'm not sure if you're aware of Cambridge program, but uh-huh. we just got that, which is ACE, and it's amazing. And she's she's getting that role in here at Clay. So. I have an awesome team. Um, they they're really working well together. I brought two with me, so they're from. They worked with me before, and then two were here. So we are melding together. And then one other person is my athletic director. I bring mm. in as part of my admin team, and that's really important because he's the principal of athletics. So he mm-hmm. helps. That's a huge part of a high school life, and it's great because I can say, "You got this, right?" He handles all the coaches and the athletes, and brings us in on that stuff. So. I'm really blessed. Awesome, Jen. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like you have a nice balance of new but experienced as well as some some people guiding you uh, in that role. So good. Um, Jen, one of the things you're working on is studying people skills and principles, right? Even just talking to you for a minute, right? You, you laugh, you smile, you're upbeat. I can tell that you have strong people skills. You know, why, why are you studying this topic and what are you hoping to learn from? So... No one teaches you, no one coaches us on people skills. We are in the people business 
And when you go to school, you learn about budget and finance and school improvement plans and all those fun things, paperwork and how to hire. You may even learn how to coach teachers, but no one coaches administrators on how to handle people. How do you have, it happened when you have a teacher falling apart in front of you and in five minutes, the bell's going to ring and they got to go teach math. And how are you going to react to that? Because naturally, I don't react well to that. I'm thinking, I got 25 kids that need to go teach algebra. I ain't got time for this. But you can't say that and you can't react that way and you have to take care of the person in front of you. And so what do we do for our leaders to prepare them and to continually coach them on the job on how to handle that? Thank God I got my dad and I've got principal people and I've got people that around me that I can bounce off and go, is that okay? Did I handle that okay? Um, one of them being Miss Coburn. I, I, in a difficult conversation, I bring her in and she helps to gauge how things are going. Because, so I'm studying all that because I want to find ways to support leaders to be better at people skills mm -hmm. so that we can lead people better. And, and I recognize that that's something that I continually work on. And it all started from, have you read the book, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown? Certainly no Brene in her work. Yeah. yeah. So it started back when I read that book. Um, we led a book study for leaders here in Clay from it. And uh, I really believe that that started me thinking about, well, when do we use empathy in our work? And how do we do that? And how do we coach people to do that? So yeah, I graduate in December, so I'm excited. I just started writing the dissertation, so we'll see if I learn anything. <laughs> Principal of the year, doctorate. I mean, you're a superwoman here, Jenny. You're incredible. Good stuff. Good stuff. And I agree, right? So much of it uh, is, is that building that comfort and connection with people. You can just, you know, it's that first impression, the thin slicing of, of that connection with people. And it sounds like you certainly are moving in the right direction. So kudos to you. Thank you. Cool. Uh, Jen, tell me about budgeting your time. You're a busy high school principal. Uh, again, daughters, your husband's an educator. Uh, you know, tell me some skills or some techniques you use to kind of block out time, schedule time. I got on the podcast here. Boom, you were there, right? You're, you're organized with your time. Tell me about some strategies you use to be successful. Well, we have a family calendar that's on the wall. So as you have talked, you have duty nights too, right? So you're covering basketball or whatever. And so we put on the board when, when we're out, what's going on, who needs to drop the kids off at soccer, things like that. Um, during the high school day, there really isn't any downtime mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. um, so whatever work gets done is in the afternoon. Uh, you know, the quiet hours after everybody goes before the next event happens. Um, so I actually live by a planner. It's um, I'm a big paper girl. I don't know if you are. You like paper, but I actually it's right here. Maybe you can see. Oh, hey. There you go. Yeah. But everything lives by this calendar. My family actually jokes that I can't spontaneously like do anything. It has to be planned well in advance, or it's not happening. So um, it's just trying to find. You got to you got to plan for it. If you're not going to be intentional, it's not going to happen. So working out, writing for your dissertation, any of that has to be scheduled. And so I always need, I love, a, I love a good plan. So I'm pretty good at that. So. <laughs> yeah. That's so important. You're writing it down. You're being intentional about your time and uh, yeah. Finding that balance between paper 
and electronic, right? Mm -hmm. I, ha I have this, right? I'm playing, but I'm also, uh, you know, I also got the old school yep. book here. So yep. mm -hmm. you got to find that balance. Absolutely. Um, and then, and you mentioned exercise, Jen. How do you, where do you fit that in? Is that something you try to do in the morning? Are you an early person? Are you walking in between the, uh, the games? What are you doing? Well, the other night I had a soccer game. I did eight miles around the track, three hours of soccer. We were, <laughs> they were actually laughing at me. They're like, what are you doing? It was cold. We kept going. So, um, but I usually run in the afternoons because I am not a morning person. I'm really a night person either. I probably peak about 3 p.m. The best time of day. <laughs> but um, yeah, just try to get that workout in before the next thing. Um, but usually in the afternoon and um a lot of times it's around the soccer fields for your kids or, mm -hmm. you know, running around before the next thing. But I love to run. It, it's a good escape. Um, put on some music and try to not think about work for a few minutes. Yeah. Well, Michelle White's got good advice. Maybe do some uh, voice to text for your dissertation. I know. Advice. I'm going to have to talk to you about what app, what app do you use? Uh, just Google Docs. Really? Just Google Docs. Yeah. All those okay. blogs you read, all that stuff. Talk to text and it needs some cleaning up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to try voice, that. Voice memos, emails, you know. So huh. time okay. is money. <laughs> yeah. See, Thank you. That's right. That's right. Uh, Jen, is there something that I didn't ask you that you wanted to talk about or touch on? So what's your goal? Where do you see yourself in five years? Well, look at her flipping it around on me. <laughs> Jen's running her own podcast now. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, thank you, Jen. Thank you. See, look, you're you pushing other people, thinking about other people. Um, nah, me, Jen, I mean, we met down in FASA and, and Michelle's watching here, the director. What a great experience, right? I, I felt like uh, Florida and New York are like cousins, you know, there were so many <laughs> New Yorkers down there. Um, but I love working with principals. I love writing. I love uh, where I'm at, but I'm still a practicing principal, right? And this is my first um, kind of uh, uh, my first love, my first job, my real responsibilities, and that's secondary. But one day I'm going to do that uh, eventually. You know, I'm going to do that. I've looked at when my retirement age is and, and where I can go with that. But I got my third book coming out this spring, Tales from the Hardwood, and um, nice. I'm enjoying the writing, right? You're writing for your dissertation now. And, um, you know, I, I, I enjoy the writing and the presenting and making connections with people like you, right? You were the award-winning principal, we connected, and you, you took the opportunity to come on. So, um, but that's my kind of goal and, and niche where I'm at with that, yeah. Cool. So, how about you? I mean, you're gonna be looking, you're getting your doctorate, you're a new principal there. Do you think one day that you might wanna be uh, as a superintendent or something like that? That's the plan, hopefully. Um, I, I wanna learn a lot here at Clay High and my girls will be coming to Clay High, so. Um, excited to see that happen. And then uh, eventually would love to be a superintendent in Florida. And um, who knows if it's here or somewhere else in Florida, but um, just continue to learn and grow and see the bigger landscape that I can help affect for students. So Sure. Jen, is your daughters, is that something that they're looking forward to, that mom is going to be their high school principal? Or is it like, oh, oh they're like, so oh, No, they're excited. They're so excited. They're, they already got their clay high gear. They wear it all the time. And uh, it's been really fun to bring them to some football games and, 
and have them come around the school and they just they think it's great so it's really exciting to see that and um they'll be here soon so a couple years wow. yeah Mm-hmm. Well, that's good for you, and it'll also help you kind of combine those worlds a little bit, being on the same schedule as them, and uh, raising teenagers is hard enough, yeah. but they're, they're a little closer to you, so good for you. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Jen, let's get to rapid fire here. These are quick uh, fire questions. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you know, The first answer that comes to you, are you ready? Okay. Here we go. Last book you read. Um. The, uh, well, um, The Evening in the Morning by Ken Follett. Good for you, reading a little fiction. Yeah. I think and that's Christmas important. Break. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so many people, I love the John Grisham books. I've read every one of them. And you always want to read, you know, leadership books and things. But it's so important to read fiction. So good for you. Uh, last movie you saw? Sing 2 with the kids. Yeah, that's it was a, cute. Yeah. Favorite place to travel? Georgia Mountains. Mm-hmm. Where is that? What town? So I grew up, we had a mountain in, uh, we had a cabin in Blairsville, North Georgia, uh-huh. uh, right near the North Carolina border. And then we mm-hmm. honeymooned up there. And so every other year we go up there and hike some mountains and we have some favorite waterfalls we go to. And it's really fun to see the different stages of life to go to a waterfall you went in on your honeymoon and then bring your kids there and just as they grow. And so, yeah. Love it. Because you're northeast Florida, right? You're near Jacksonville, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're just heading a little bit north and west. So it's like eight-hour drive. Okay. Were you happy with Georgia winning last night? Is that good for you? Is that cool? I was asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they're 8.30. I'm in, I'm in REM sleep. I don't know what's going on. But, yeah. I mean, it wasn't Florida State, so I don't care. But, uh, you know, we were rooting for Georgia because they were the underdog. And uh, my husband told me he hadn't won since 1980, so he yeah. was very excited. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jen, how about a, a journal or a blog that you subscribe to? So I like the um, executive coaching from John Maxwell. It's like 15 minutes, and you can listen. I listen in the car on the way to work. Nice. Uh, favorite stress reliever? Running. Mm-hmm. So important. Down there in Florida. Nice to do with the weather. Eight degrees up here in New York, if anybody's wondering. So it's a little difficult to run uh, outside today. I don't even know what that would feel like. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get you up here on a visit. Um, Jen, you talked about a lot of your passions, things that do well, make you feel good. What's a pet peeve? What's something that bothers you? I don't like it when leaders don't ask questions. They just give you advice like you don't know what you're doing. Um, Mm. And... Instead of ask the questions first, because it may surprise you what they have done or doing or thinking, and then tailor your advice. If you want to give advice, that's great. Tailor your advice to what they actually need. Great answer. You mentioned so many great things about listening and asking questions. You're lucky to have you, Jen. Uh, 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel. Fill in the blank. Uh, usually I feel accomplished because I've gotten up to go for a run or I'm dragging kids to a soccer game. So either way, I'm busy. So <laughs> <laughs> it is a nice time though. you get the whole weekend in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, best purchase under a hundred dollars that has had a great impact on your life. So I love my planner and my AP's will laugh. My hu- it's 
it's from Day Designer, and Ooh. it's uh, it's but it's like got little to do list checklists on the side for each day, and it has my whole year already on there. So um, it was less than a hundred bucks, and I every my whole world's on it. So mm, the planner, nobody touches the planner. No one touches the planner. You take it with you, or does it stay on your desk? Takes it goes everywhere with me. Okay, all right. Very cool. You got a little sponsorship program going for them. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned Florida State. Like, other than Florida State, like, who's your pro team? Who do you follow? Which sport you root for? So, I'm a runner, uh, so I don't really follow a lot of sports. Um, but Florida State, the girls' soccer team's really good. My daughters are in soccer, so they watch that. And um, Florida State is where I went to school. So my husband and I both went there. So it's, it's a great college at university. Um, so that's pretty much uh, – Jags are in Jacksonville, so I probably should mention them. But I'm not a big sports fan. I, I don't really have time for that. So the Clay High Blue Devils is probably my favorite. There you go. That's your team. <laughs> Is the is the chop going to go away? Is that something that is oh, going to disappear? No, no, no. yeah. <laughs> Tallahassee's your jam there. That's right. <laughs> Very cool. Um, something about Jen Halter that people do not know about. I don't know if they know. Um, I have taken violin lessons since I was five. Um, I think my parents were upset I didn't do it in college because they paid all that private lesson money, but. Um, so I play now for the Five Good Years Band. It's a band that we just play free for charity events and raise money for charity. So it's really it's another Thanks. stress reliever is just to play and hang out and have fun. Well, I bet the, the announcements, the loudspeaker might want to hear a little violin play. Maybe get that going in the hallways at Clay. So I played for one of our course concerts. I surprised the kids and played a, a piece with them. So, uh, yeah, so that was really fun. Very cool. Uh, Jen, new school, you're getting your doctorate, you're this, you're that. What, what, is there a new goal? Is there a new habit? I'm not a believer in New Year's resolutions, but is there something that you're saying, 2022, I'm going to? So we have some big goals. We, um, uh, I say we because we're paying our house off this year, so that's a nice. huge goal. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming, so it's a big deal. And I'm graduating, uh, hopefully, with my doctorate in December. So this is a big year for me. And I turned 40 this year. So I'm like, it's a big year. So, um, Doc yeah. Dr. Halter getting it done. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you and your out outlook on that. Uh, Jen, if people are, you know, inspired here watching the show that your energy, what would be the best way they could get in touch with you? So I'm on Twitter, um, at Jen Pryor Halter, all one. Um, Facebook, you can find me on there and uh, track me down on Clay High School. You can email me and get in touch with me through that. So, Jen, you have a, a, a comment? Uh, a comment? Do you have a, a a quote? Are you a quote person? You want to end this with a quote? I am. My quote today was pretty fabulous um, that I found from a former student of mine, Brianna Walters. Um, she said it. They it was, and when you get to where you're going, turn around and help her too. For there was a time not long ago when she was you. So wow. I think it's say really that, say that one more time. That was beautiful. So, and when you get to where you're going, turn around and help her too. For there was a time not long ago when she was you. Really and it's beautiful. important. 
it's important that we continue to help each other, especially um, leaders that we continue to foster new leaders and grow our leaders and um, never forget where you came from and who you learned from. Yeah. Well, and you're doing that in Florida, you're doing that different places. And, uh, you know, it was really inspiring for me as a fellow principal to interview you today. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and thanks for watching live, Michelle, Mr. Pryor. Congratulations. Lori, very smart of you to write something nice about your principal <laughs> while she's on the podcast. She's smart. Good, good, good move there. Uh, Jen, stay, stay on the line. Uh, guys, this was show number 191, award-winning principal Jen Halter here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. If I can help you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out at Andrew Murata 21 We are going to sign off. Jen, great job. Thank you. There we go.